Today, you're going to impress your friends and neighbors with your literary smarts. If you if you listen, I mean, if you don't listen, you might still, but it's going to increase your odds because you're going to show off your smarts by showing a deep understanding of the bells by Edgar Allan Poe, which is today's National Poetry Month poem of the day. Thanks for listening to the Teaching ELA podcast. For more teacher-ready, student-ready lesson plans, head on over to ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. That's ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, where we have hundreds of lesson plans and handouts that are ready to use right now. And as always, if this podcast has helped you thrive in the classroom, we'd appreciate a like and a review. Now, Literary Analysis of the Bells by Edgar Allan Poe will show you a master of sound devices. So The Bells by Edgar Allan Poe demonstrates the mastery of sound devices by the poet and creates a sensory extravaganza, which leads us to today's. Not only is this the one thing, but this is also the two-minute lesson plan. I don't even know <laughs> which uh, which soundbite to play. Should I do the one thing sound clip or the uh, two-minute lesson plans? You know, I'm, I'm going to choose the one I find first on my uh, files. How about that? That sound can only mean one thing. It means it's time for the one thing. That's right. If there's one thing you teach from this story, it's going to be this right here. You got two minutes. You got two minutes. Just put a line right down the middle of your board in the left column of that, right, onomatopoeia. You might want to leave some space because there's a lot of that. Alliteration, assonance, repetition, rhythm and meter. So if you're listening to this section as part of the two-minute lesson plan, you better hit pause and get to work. Or if you have a little more than two minutes, or if you chose this as the one thing you need to teach when you teach the bells, you probably knew that already. I'm probably not telling you anything you know you didn't already know. Anyhow, stick around. I'll give you some examples. So let us therefore begin our journey. Let us begin our poetry journey. With examples of onomatopoeia, internal rhyme, alliteration, assonance, and consonance. So, examples of onomatopoeia include tinkle, tinkle, tinkle in line four, tintinabulation in line 11. That's a great word, tintinabulation. Jingling and the tinkling in line 14. Line uh, 31 to the swinging and the ringing. Line 42, shriek, shriek. Line 58 and 59, twanging and clanging. Followed by jangling and wrangling in 62 and 63 with some clamor and clangor in line 69. A lot of onomatopoeia here. Again, Poe is trying to imitate the sounds of a bell. So you're going to use, I mean, pretty much a poem entitled The Bells is going to have onomatopoeia. We have some alliteration as well, as uh, runic rhyme and sounding cells, part two, line 11. What a tale of terror now their turbulence tells, line three in section three. Frantic fire, desperate desire, now sit to or never. What a tale their terror tells. What a great line. What a great line. Cling and clash. Melancholy menace. Melancholy menace. That that sounds a lot like uh, maybe my third period class. Muffled monotone. Oh, I've given plenty of those talks. We talk about the human heart when we discuss poetry and the poetry. I don't drink tea, but if I did, I would sip some right now. Assonance, sledges, bells, merriment, their melody foretells. Icy air of night, we have icy and night there. Crystalline delight. Tintinabulation is a, is a word. 
I mean, the word has consonants and assonants uh, right in the middle, and it's onomatopoeia. It's a great word. I dare you to use it today Not when not talking about this poem. I want you to drop the word tintinabulation in a conversation with a colleague today. And if you can do it without getting a slap, good on you. Good on you. Jingling and tinkling. Doesn't rhyme, but it does have the same uh, um, vowel sound. Mellow wedding, molten golden notes, liquid ditty. What a gush of euphony voluminously wells. Pale face, silence the light. Once again, melancholy menace, the eh, eh sound, glory rolling. A lot of uh, assonance. Uh, repetition, obviously bells is repeated a lot. Keeping time, time, time in a sort of runic rhyme. Shriek, shriek, higher, 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 tolling, 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 swells, and many more. I would read you the entire poem, but it would like seven. Rhythm and meter, more than any other poetic device, it's the rhythm of the bells that makes it lyrical. Poe, in addition to the aforementioned sound devices, uses internal rhyme. Line length, varied meter, and punctuation to create an imitative bell rhythm. It's nearly impossible to identify a set meter. In the, and that's for a reason. The bells. So Poe po uses these things which we, we maybe we ignore. Line length, changing the meter. Punctuation, such as dashes and commas and semi you know, talking to teachers. <laughs> like you don't know what punctuation is. Sorry about that. All right. So I like, you know... Went over some uh, information to help anyone write a literary analysis of the bells. But let's consider these questions as you teach the bells or as, as you write or as your students write. Keep in mind that the bells is a lyric poem. That is a musical poem that expresses a feeling. So what feeling does this poem express? Now, you're probably familiar, familiar with Poe since you are, after all. An ELA teacher. And all ELA teachers teach Poe at some. And we know that Poe often wrote about madness. So perhaps... This is the feeling Poe is trying to get to us with all these sound devices. What are the four different bells which Poe of which Poe writes? He's got what? Wedding bells, death bells, some other bells. Bells, 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 bells. How does Poe use sound devices to imitate the sound of bells? We already discussed that. Changing the rhythm, speeding things up, slowing things down, throwing in. Why is uh? Why do I feel violent? It's like I want to do violent hand gestures, punch a screen, kick a chair. That's why I don't teach this anymore. <laughs> Bills! Thanks for listening to the Teaching ELA podcast. For more teacher-ready, student-ready lesson plans, head on over to ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. That's ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, where we have hundreds of lesson plans and handouts that are ready to use right now. And as always, if this podcast has helped you thrive in the classroom, we'd appreciate a like and a review. 